Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ant was just telling us that he puts a lot of this on him and he's got to be better in back-to-backs, that he has not done that so far. Can you help him through that or just is that a young player trying to figure out what to do in this league and how to how to answer the bell two nights in a row? I mean, like I, you know, I, I, maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, you know, diet and everything. So that'll be on me. Um, I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeye. That doesn't that doesn't make me happy to hear. You know, we're high level athletes, so. Um. Hey, here Carl Anthony Towns does not want uh, Ant Edwards to eat Popeyes. I I get it. Like, if people are gonna <laughs> if people are gonna like make a big deal of that and 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 think that Carl Anthony Towns was being out of line, think about this. Uh, before the season started, I don't remember the exact weights, but it, I'm gonna give you a little approximation. It said that Anthony Edwards was around 200 and. I don't know, 270 pounds, and 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 Carl Anthony Towns was like 265. Like Anthony Edwards, who is Jeez. six six smaller. inches, seven inches yeah. shorter than Carl Anthony Towns, was five to ten pounds heavier than Carl Anthony Towns. I understand you want to say, oh, that's muscle, but dudes up there talking about Popeyes and everything, you can eat that. But at the same time, you gotta like Carl Anthony said, you gotta take care of your body. You were high level athletes. You're playing at this this high level of a game. You're the number one overall pick. People are looking at you to kind of take leadership on this the, team. The, the the team put everything into yeah, this like team right you now. like this. This the is the team. Did, yeah. This is the team. You gotta you gotta sit down and and kind of look yourself in the mirror and think, all right. Should I be, you know, eating Popeyes every other day or should I be, you know, going to the training room yeah. and, and eating, you know, some some meals that the, the training staff and the coaching staff well, th- tell me that I should eat? Because like you just said, they put everything into this. Yeah. There's Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell and um, Rudy, and Rudy Gobert. Gobert. They and right all now, their future for Rudy yeah. Gobert. And right now it's not looking too hot. I know it's yeah. the beginning of the season. It's, the season is super young, but you got to get right. You got to get right now. Yeah, and and I think Anthony or excuse me, Carl Anthony Towns probably wouldn't care if it was uh, you know instead of pop if it was Wingstop because Wingstop's delicious and who can you know even professional athletes oh yeah have to have Wingstop. Look, if you get a Wingstop chicken sandwich, that's about as healthy as you can get. Plus, it's delicious. <laughs> all right, let me yeah. tell you what, get you a get you get you a lemon pepper chicken sandwich. Oh, there you go, and you'll be dropping forty the next night. Now you're talking dirty to me. Guarantee, <laughs> guarantee. One other soundbite I wanted to get to uh, was a little bit of uh, the Big Ten brotherhood, that is uh, Big Ten coaches. Um, it's getting a little rocky there between uh, Michigan and Penn State. Here's, here's Jim Harpa uh, talking about James Franklin. This game was played like weeks ago, but yeah. here they are talking this week about it. I really got bigger fish to fry than uh, Coach Franklin's opinion on uh, the, uh, the halftime tunnel from from a game ago, but uh, I mean, all they got to do is walk into the into their locker room. And I think you saw, saw cl- pretty clearly that they completely stopped. They weren't letting us get up the tunnel, and uh, it just seemed like such a such a such a sophomore ploy to try to keep us out of our locker room. And uh, and he he looked like he was the ringleader of the whole thing. So. Uh, but now I got bigger fish to fry, and then worry about that kind of whining. 
That kind of whining. Love the end there. Love the dismount from whining. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. That kind of whining. Talking trash on, on James Franklin. Also calling <laughs> a sophomore ploy and calling out Franklin for being the ringleader in all of it. Uh, so that is some uh, very good Big Ten East on Big Ten East crime there. Uh, as Michigan obviously destroyed Penn State, if you saw the game a few weeks ago, running all over the Penn State defense. Uh, there were reports of Penn State players throwing peanut butter and jellies. <laughs> that's that's so weird. <laughs> Which is very strange. Eat this sandwich! But ultimately, that stadium's awesome. And I've been in, in the big house. I took a, a stadium tour there, so I've been in that tunnel. It's just, it, it you know, it is... It, for I understand the idea to have different tunnels, different you know it, it keeps away from uh, you know teams kind of running into each other. But there's something very cool about that. Actually, I like it. It just feels like you're walking into battle, and the team is is going to have to walk into battle through that same tunnel. Um, and it and it often actually this is not it's not the first time in Michigan's locker or excuse me in the tunnel out of the locker rooms that that they bump heads with teams. It's an annual tradition when they play Ohio State. Basically, the last three times that this has happened, Michigan was down at halftime and they got into a fight in the tunnel they won oh is that all under harbaugh yeah the oh, last yeah. three times it's happened don't fight harbaugh in a tunnel i wouldn't do that stop anyway. it yeah don't do it because <laughs> it happened last year with ohio state michigan was down at halftime they got into the tunnel ohio state and michigan were drawn back and forth michigan came back and won the game <laughs> don't do it don't do it don't do it don't test michigan and nebraska will go to ann arbor so we'll, we'll that will be part of the game plan yep don't if you're up if you're people. up on michigan at halftime leave them alone in the tunnel don't don't throw sandwiches. Don't say anything. Just walk into the locker room. Act like act like you've been there before, as <laughs> the old right. heads like to say. <laughs> uh, let's uh, jump in back into some Mickey Joseph uh, quotes before we get out of here. Here's Mickey Joseph saying, "Are talking about what they will do to get Trey the ball after his big game?" Well, you know, we we if you, if you look at it, you know, he had a really good game, but you would think that Illinois is gonna they're gonna do what they do and they play man coverage and they might try to bracket him, but. I'm sure he's going to get more attention for the game that he had. There you go. And I'm sure he will get that kind mm-hmm. of attention uh, as well. Here's Coach Joseph on what makes Illinois' defense so good. Well, my, my dad always says men and women lie, numbers don't. So they numbers, their number proved that they're, they, they're pretty good. They're top five in every category. And, they're, and it's, it's a really sound defense. They don't do much, but what they do, they do it very well. Very well, they do it good. So there you go. Uh, the number, you hear that trail out there, Trail Farley? The numbers don't lie. I told him. I keep <laughs> look, look. Now Terrell's going to come back tomorrow. He's going to be at Wingstop. He's going to talk about how good Illinois' defense is. I'm be like, man, I was trying to tell you that earlier this week, and you're like, oh, they're not that good of a defense. I don't care about the numbers. The numbers don't lie, Terrell, Mister Blackshirt. Remember that? Remember when ESPN did that show? It was like supposed to be on stats, like numbers never lie or something like yeah. that. And then they canceled it a few weeks later because the numbers did. Because the numbers were definitely lying. They were lying. Yeah, one hundred percent lying. Yeah. <laughs> so numbers do lie uh, at times, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it gives it doesn't give you the whole story. Numbers don't lie. They just they just fib a little. Yeah. Sometimes. And but they are the stats. They are the they facts. Are. They are what's happened. These are things that have happened. So there you go. Uh, here's Mickey Joseph on getting Anthony Grant going, which in my mind um, could be the key of the game. Well, we got to get him going. We we got to do a better job up front. You know, blocking and and finding plays that that we're comfortable blocking and finding plays that he's comfortable running. So we got to do a better job as a coaching staff to get that done. And we worked on that. The coordinator stayed in this week off the road from recruiting, so they worked they worked on that. So maybe we can get this thing going this week. We got to get him going. You're right. 
No, yeah, and that's uh, that's going to be a key for Nebraska. He's kind of fallen off. I think he's still top. He's barely hanging on to top twenty-five rushers uh, around the nation mm-hmm. after being in the top five at one point. He was top fifteen season. before last before these last games were played. Yeah. So you know, without playing a game, obviously, probably still in the top twenty-five, but. It has been a stark decline in the amount of carries and yards he's been getting yeah. as opposed to the first couple of games. I don't think he, I think I looked it up yesterday. I don't think he broke 50 yards rushing in three out of the last four games. So Yeesh. that's where Nebraska's, and he's the running back. I mean, and he has, like other and he has like 600 yards on the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still probably going to be a thousand yard back. So I hope uh, so. He's got that going for him. He only needs, uh, I think he's at like 680. So then he's like 320 in the last five games. Uh, which he well, should be able to. Well, if you don't run it. Well, yeah, if you're still <laughs> averaging like you know, 35 yards a game, that's not going not gonna to do it. Uh, all right, we'll wrap it up with that. Once again, the biggest uh, kind of story coming out of, it, of the press conference today, probably to me, it's something we call him all expected, but Nick Henrich uh, will be out for the season, and uh, Mickey Joseph might get a slap on the wrist for <laughs> talking about a recruit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, where he was at. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see if the NCAA. It's not going to be a big deal either way. Um, but it is notable, I suppose. Yeah. It is a thing that happened. It did happen. So we did. And, you know. Also, Gabe Irvin has turf toe. Oh, Gabe Irvin has he turf is, toe. He okay. is not. He was, he's still recovering from that. He was not on the depth chart. Uh, they kind of asked about the running backs behind Anthony Grant, and he said Jacques Yant and Ramir Johnson are going to be having some, some pretty big roles against Illinois. And while, while Mickey Joseph was not supposed to talk about a recruit, Malachi Coleman. That always that is the questions we always want answered, right? So oh, yeah. at least we did get that. I guess. <laughs> and we did. It's but. probably not great, but very few times do you get a an question answered about a recruit and <laughs> and so you got it today. So enjoy that. Might come with a slap on the wrist again for the NCAA, but nothing more than that. I don't think it's anything to worry about. Uh, this is the Ticket Water Cooler. We'll be back tomorrow from Wingstop. But coming up next is the happy hour. <laughs> <laughs>